On today's show, the Warriors are rolling. The Mavericks might be the hottest team in the league, and the Thunder made a statement as the NBA resumed the season after the All-Star break. We talk about the crazy Western Conference before ranking the playoff series we most want to see on today's Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked on NBA. Wes Goldberg here with Tony East. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked on NBA your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply got a great show for you today we'll get to whether the Mavs should be taken seriously as contenders and a potential Western Conference Finals preview in a minute but let's start in San Francisco where the Warriors blew out the Lakers without LeBron James this one wasn't close and the Warriors seem to be enjoying themselves by the end of it Steph Curry finished with 32 points and eight assists Anthony Davis had a strong performance in this game before he uh, got subbed out early because it was a blowout he had 27 points 15 rebounds and one assist in the game. Um, But look, the Warriors have now won nine of their last 11 games and got a potentially very important win for standings purposes uh, against the Lakers tonight. Tony, have the Warriors turned things around? Oh, yeah. And I think those two losses are one was overtime and one was by one, right? Like even, even when they don't win now, they're right there. And clicking and like everything that I mean, I, I hate to give everybody else credit, but everybody, everybody's everything everybody's been talking about about the Warriors has turned around. Andrew Wiggins has been much better tonight. Again, 20 points, eight for 14 from the field, solid enough defense. Kuminga says, Hey, Steve Kerr, play me more. And they do. And now he's like awesome and scoring 20 points every night. He didn't in this one, but that's been huge for them. That's serious. Draymond Green is back and like not hurting anybody on purpose or slamming into anyone's legs or doing anything that keeps him off the floor. And their new starting lineup works great, and Pajemski's like way better than a rookie. So like everything that needed to go better, and everything everybody said they needed to figure out, they did. And Clay's kind of settled into this bench role. He obviously was not as good tonight. I watched his only make of the game, but everybody who hadn't been good enough finally clicked at the same time as Steph just saying, "I'm going to make every three I take for the rest of my life." And now they're really good again. I mean, it it's it sounds so simple to say role players played are playing better, but the role players are playing better. It's been huge for them. Steve Kerr's figured something out here. Uh, he's empowered the right guys. A lot of just a lot. It was so messy, man, for the for the start oh. of the season with them. Kaminga going through the media to say that he was done with it. It really looked like they were going to trade Jonathan Kaminga at some point. Like they had to. They've been dealing with so many injuries. Uh, the suspension of Draymond Green. It just felt like the floor had come out from underneath the entire organization. And even this morning. You had ESPN running pieces about the end of the dynasty and how this was the end of Warriors-Lakers primes as we knew it. What's next for Steph and LeBron uh, this summer and all these things. And the Warriors just come out. And look, no LeBron James in this game. He was kind of nursing that foot injury that's been bothering him. He's taken some time to deal with that. But they just – they they shellacked the Lakers, and they look great. And now, like, now comes the pushback part. They're still only 27 and 26. They're still three games up from the Utah Jazz uh, from the 11th seed. They're the 10th seed. They're still a game and a half back of the Lakers for that ninth seed. 
there's virtually zero chance of this, them even escaping the playing tournament. I think the turnaround is real. I think if I'm a Warriors fan, I feel good about it. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not trying to to like put a dark cloud over what's happened here. I I, I think the biggest issue if you were the Warriors before the trade deadline was, oh my God, like what does the future look like for us? Like what does what does Steph Curry even have around him anymore? I think they've answered that. I think with Pajemski and and uh with and Kaminga like those are two core guys we could see, maybe this is a real bounce back from Wiggins we'll see what happens with Chris Paul when he comes back and what they could trade him for probably in the summer and all these things but the path at least looks lighted now it looks lit where it, it looked dark before yeah. uh but in terms of like immediate like what happens now this season I don't know if I think there's going to be all that much of a difference based on where they are in the standings they did themselves no favors by being just terrible for a month and a half and being out of the plan for a long time. Here's the thing. So standings have updated since you refreshed them, which doesn't matter that much. But they're half game out of ninth now, and they're three and a half ahead of the Jazz, who mm. lost at home to the Hornets tonight. So so for them actually like being playing after the regular season, the Jazz traded away stuff, and the, the Kings did nothing. And the Kings mattered to me a little bit because – the Kings are better than the Warriors, like certainly. They're, they're seven games over 500, I think. They beat the Spurs barely tonight. And they lost to the Pistons at home right before the break. And then they beat the Nuggets somehow in their very next game. So, like, what the hell are the Kings? I have no idea. But they're not so rock solid that I'm, like, guaranteeing the Kings are going to stay ahead of the Warriors if it's a three-game gap. I would guess so. I would probably put, like, 85-plus percent chance on that. But it's not certain. And they didn't do anything at the deadline, so... I think the Warriors are locked into making the plan. I think you're right to say that mm. if that's your ceiling, does this actually change your season that much? No, but I think they can get, there's like a path that is reasonable for them to get to eight. And if they have two lives, that does change my tune a little bit. And they're clicking enough that that is possible. Nine out of 11 is really impressive. Yeah. I need to see a little bit more. I do, but yeah. I like what I've seen so far. You know, I, I'm really, I feel like I'm a Debbie downer on this stuff. And what I'm about <laughs> to say is only going to make it worse, but uh yeah yeah i'm gasping now uh, uh, <laughs> uh but i love the new rotations and uh steve kerr was talking about bringing chris paul back it sounds like he's going to come back at some point over the next three games um and so okay you have to kind of fold him into what's going on here with the new rotation that seems to be clicking it seems to be working look there's a lot of minutes going to like uh like Lester Kiononos that could otherwise otherwise go as great of a story as he's been for Golden State this year those go to Chris Paul right away he only played 14 minutes in this game you know you could probably take some off of Moses Moody you could you'll figure it out but in terms of the on-court chemistry I think is a different question and I'm I've always been a little bit more bullish on the Chris Paul fit than most most people have been because I think he's really smart and I think the Warriors are a smart team and they'll figure it out um but Steve Kerr was talking about bringing them in and talking about how everybody has sort of had to sacrifice and reimagine and, and redefine their own roles. And that goes to somebody like Clay Thompson, who's coming off the bench now with Podjemski and now in the starting lineup. So I think the vibes are awesome. And I think that may be more important than anything, specifically, not just for any team. And I think the vibes are really important for most teams, but specifically for the Warriors, vibes might be the most important thing that exists in, the, in that building. And the vibes right now are really strong. Um, now I get to poo poo it. <laughs> oh, good. Here's my hot take. I'm going to give you a hot take after every game we talk about. So here's my Love hot you. take for Warriors Lakers. Okay. And it might not even come off as a hot take at first, but I'm telling you what we led the show with today, Tony, is what every show that deals with sports is going to lead with tomorrow. Yep. Are the Warriors 
contenders are the Warriors for real. And I think the hot, I think people will say as a hot take, yes, they are. And I don't think that that's going to be a hot take because I think so many people are going to say, never doubt Steph. You can't count out the Warriors championship DNA, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not doubting any of that stuff, but my hot take is no, I'm not taking the 10th seed in the Western conference with less than 30 games left as a serious contender. I love the turnaround. I love that they figured out a path going forward, but their number two scorer this year right now is Clay Thompson. It's probably going to be Kaminga by the end of the season. That would be, and when I say taken for real, that means like realistic path. Like I could see them in the Western conference finals. If the Warriors were in the Western conference finals, they would have the worst number two of a conference finals content uh, participant probably of all time. And so I just don't take them that seriously. So, so I will join that poo poo because here, here's, can I tell you a take that I've hated that we've heard a lot of this season? Well, well, if the Lakers or Warriors make it, they'll be playing an inexperienced Thunder or Timberwolves team. Are they going to be scared of that? I'm like they're like way worse than those teams right now. Right. Like way worse. It's not even close. Like I get that they won championships and stuff, but like, have you, have you seen those teams play this year? Like, the Timberwolves just went to LA and kicked the Clippers behind. Like they're yep. really good, man. We'll talk about the Thunder doing the exact same thing in just a second. Like it's it's crazy to me. Those teams are like 20% win percentage apart. That's where it falls short for me. And why I think I mean, even if you get to eight and we're like talking about the rosy scenario for the, the Warriors is getting to eight. Okay, great. Now you're the seven seed. Now you play the the you the play one or the other of those yeah. teams, the Clippers, the Nuggets. Like, I wouldn't pick you over any of those teams. So, no, that's where the poo poo is for me. That's where it is. They are, uh, to end on a high note here for our Warriors fans out there, they are top five in offensive rating and defensive rating in this last 11 games. Oh, can I give the high note for the Warriors too? Do it. Yeah. Give me one more high Kaminga, note. Kaminga, Pajemski, Jackson, Davis, Moody. That's kind of nice. I mean, it's not the it's not the timeline that they're on, but like, whew, this is something. Right. They, they got something. And no Jordan Poole. We're going to talk about later also. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors are hot. The Mavs, they might be hotter. We talk about that next here on Locked On NBA. Do you suck at buying clothes? Well, I think Stitch Fix is for you. If you don't know the difference between a basic dress shoe and a derby, I think you need Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and the budget that you're on. They do all the shopping for you so you don't have to ruin your outfits. It's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season. Easily upgrade your wardrobe this year with a professional stylist that helps you find new on-trend favorites that are going to work for you so you don't look like a putz going into your first hinge date so that your shirt matches your pants, so that your shoes make sense with the cuffs on your jeans, all these things. Your stylist can tell you how to do it so you don't have to ruin it on your own. And if you don't love something, you could just send it back. Shipping returns and exchanges are always free with Stitch Fix. You pick uh, whatever it is that you want. You pick your style or better yet, your stylist picks it for you since you're not good at it. And they send you the clothes that make sense so that you don't have to do it. Stitch Fix makes everything simple and it makes you look good and it makes it look effortless which is the biggest selling point. Style that makes you feel as good as you look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash locked on. That's stitchfix.com slash locked on. Stitchfix.com slash locked on. 
Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. With the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Let's go to Dallas, where the Mavericks beat the Suns 123-113. to Luka Doncic had 41 points, 9 rebounds, and 11 assists. Devin Booker had 35 points in his loss. The Mavs, they've now won seven straight games and are one of the NBA's hottest teams. They've made big trade deadline additions of P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford. Tony, are you taking the Mavs seriously as a contender in the Western Conference? Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I say, oh, yeah, because I've seen Luka get a team of not fantastic players really far already. And this team is better than that team talent-wise, even if their record isn't that good. Kyrie's been in and out, whatever. Here's why I liked their trade deadline more than most people. Well, I understand their future is very scary, but not only did they add, P.J. Washington's been really good for them. Defense at that position is kind of nice. Daniel Gafford means they have the right center for Luka and Kyrie stylistically on the floor for 48 minutes. That's great. That's awesome. He's been good for them even in 17 minutes. He's a plus 11. That's huge. The other thing that does is, and if, if we end up talking about my favorite team in the NBA right now, the Charlotte Hornets, for two seconds, I'll make the exact same point. Not only are those guys now playing, significantly worse players who were playing in those spots are not playing. Right. And in the Mavs case, one of those was Grant Williams, who turned out to be like kind of a negative on the floor. So it's not just like P.J. Washington. It's P.J. Washington and no Grant Williams. And it's Daniel Gafford's playing. And now the trickle down is like no Dwight Powell, and like Jaden Hardy's playing less. Like all right. this stuff is just a huge net aggregate. And yeah, it might scare them in 2027, and maybe that sucks. But that Luca 41 point almost triple double. Kyrie looks good. Their whole rotation makes sense and fits really well together. It costs them every asset to do it. But I don't think this team is really good now. They really fit together, and they're out of the plan now. Big win. Yeah, I, I've kind of gone the other way on that too, kind of similar to you. Like, I, I think NBA media space and especially like NBA Twitter gets so like fetishizes the draft picks and the and the assets and all these things. Like, I don't know, maybe just get better and go for it. You've got an, a top five player in Luka Doncic who can be the number one guy on a title team. That's what all these draft picks and stuff are for. Well, go for it. Yeah, and like and they're going for it. Some people say. That the post Luca era will not have draft picks. Okay, but like, shouldn't you be maximizing the Luca era? Isn't that the point? Right. I don't, it, I, I, I don't care about the post Luca era. Nobody, nobody should. It makes no sense. Um, and then you have teams like the the Lakers and the Warriors who don't make any moves at the done. Like, well, what happened? What are you, you going to do? Just waste Steph and LeBron's prime? It. You can't have it both ways. Not everybody could just be the Thunder and have good players and all of the picks, right? And and we still don't really know what the Thunder are going to be. Uh, this is sort of the first year of them being I'm a real team. Um, we are going to talk about the Thunder here in a second. But I, I'm taking Dallas very seriously. I've watched a lot of their games over this run. And look, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are unbelievable together in that backcourt. There is not a backcourt that has the handle and the shiftiness and the dynamicism that, that, that those two have and with them getting staggered they have one of them on the court at all times and when you have one of them on the court I'm just not worried about the offense and you've got guys making threes you got guys like Derek Jones Jr. making threes that weren't really making threes before they got to Dallas but everything they do right now is wide open they're cutting they're moving like they're playing great ball but that's offensively 
defensively is where I have been sold with this team. Yes. Their defense 100%. has been so good. They are third in defensive rating in the NBA since February 1st. And I understand it's a small sample size because we had the all-star break in the middle of that. But you watch tonight's game. There was a series against the Phoenix Suns, who are not an easy team to guard. Breaking news. But uh, they had – there was a position in the second uh, – possession in the second half. You got Kleber and P.J. Washington, double Kevin Durant on the sideline. Durant passes it to a cutting Josh Okogi. It was the right play, a good play out of the double. Luka and Josh Green then together double Okogi in the paint. Okogi tries to pass out of it. Luka gets the deflection. Kyrie picks it up, finishes it on the other end with a layup. I know that they don't have, like, P.J. Washington's a fine defender. Derek Jones Jr. is a good defender. They don't have that elite defender, right? But... I, I think their communication has been so good on that end that they're in the right spots and they make things happen and they're going to score enough points that they don't have to be the best defense in the league. They just have to be top 10. And based what I, on what I've seen, I think they I think they can get there or be playing at that level by playoff time. Yeah, and the, with the no Beal caveats, I kind of say whatever because Booker and Durant mm-hmm. did play. But, uh, you know, the the thing with the Mavs defense of late is like, well, their schedule's been kind of easy. Okay, well, how about they do it against the Suns? Is that, right. Does that make you happy? Like, so I'm with you. I'm I'm into the Mavs. And I the poor West, congrats to the top four who are all jostling to get the higher seeds so that you can face maybe the Suns or – Maybe right. this Mavs team in the first round. Good luck. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if teams can be like, we would really like to play the Pelicans and the Kings. Please help yep. us rig the system. Nobody's talking about the Pelicans, and they're still at number five. And that includes us because we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> Instead, we are going to move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder and the L.A. Clippers. They were in Oklahoma City, the number two seed versus the number three seed in the West. Thunder beat the Clippers in this one, 129 to 107 Shea Gilgis Alexander has 31 points quiet nights for Kawhi Leonard Paul George and James Harden but this was a close one for it felt like most of the game and then a big third quarter run fueled the Thunder's win despite the final score Tony do you think that this could be a Western Conference Finals preview yeah I do <laughs> this whole show but like I love every team in the West so maybe don't listen to me at all but um <laughs> I actually re- you know the Thunder are interesting because of what they like, they're so unique in the way they play with the five out and everybody can handle and everybody can screen for someone else. And like, that's all great. And I'll be very curious how that looks in the postseason because just because we haven't seen it, not because they're inexperienced. I think that's a stupid argument, but like, because I've, I've never seen Mark Degnault's system in a postseason that I will be very interested in. But like, the reason I think this could be the conference finals is because they both have an MVP candidate. And I don't think, I personally don't think these guys are going to win. But Shea or Kawhi are both have both been top five level guys for a lot of this season, and that that makes you that gives you a chance, right? And so, I, I definitely think they both can. Kawhi was like very good in this game, and yet his minutes he was in that late third quarter stretch where the Thunder wrote this game up and didn't go particularly well for the for the Clippers. And we've seen the Clippers beat good teams, but they they got, just got throttled by OKC yeah. in Minnesota. So maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But the Thunder, particularly, yeah, I think they play so unique. I mean. J-Dub is a freaking star out of nowhere. I mean, they could yeah. do it. They totally could do it. Yeah, uh, look, the Thunder can do it, and I'm with you. I don't believe in the inexperienced thing. This team is so freaking talented, and it starts with Shea Gilgis alexander on the top, and I think this yes. team is terrifying. Every time I watch the Thunder, and I watch a lot of the Thunder, um, because I'm just so curious about them, and, and they're so fun to watch, and every time I just want to tweet, this team is terrifying. That team oh, yeah. has to be so 
terrifying to play against for all the reasons you said everybody can kind of just do a little bit of everything everybody can ball handle everybody can screen most of them can shoot they're one of the best shooting teams in the league as a team uh but with shea leading the charge there you mentioned an mvp candidate i i I wouldn't be shocked if he won mvp we know like Jokic is the number one guy right now and bead's been eliminated Jokic has a tendency to just sort of like i don't really care about the last month of the season and if he approaches the last month of the season which Go ahead, man. You're the you're Denver Nuggets reigning champs. Do whatever you want in the regular season. Like, Shea could get there. If the Thunder really gun it and go for the one seed, I have no doubt that Shea could get there. Uh, I also, by the way, my other hot take from the other game was Luka MVP odds on FanDuel. Time to get him now. Hello. Because if this team if this team starts making a run up the, the West standings, you're going to want to get... Everyone can in. win MVP, says Tony and West. We're all over this. <laughs> um, here's my take on the Thunder. Interesting wrinkle in this game. So I mentioned the third quarter run. It wasn't because of this Mark Dagnall decision that they went on the third quarter run, but it also didn't hurt. He puts Josh Giddy on the bench to start the second half, starts Isaiah Joe in Giddy's place. Now, Giddy played poorly in the first half, kind of got kicked it into gear in the second half, and he was actually quite good for them in the second half. But I think, I think Giddy might go from a guy who started – for a team that had won 37 games up to the all-star break to a guy who could potentially be out of the rotation, maybe even completely come playoff time. Cause they, this team needs Isaiah Joe's shooting and his spacing actually had a couple of good dunks in this game too. They added Gordon Hayward, who I think is a little bit more of a connector and more playoff savvy and a guy that you're not gonna be able to play off of. I think teams, I think they'll experiment with Giddy maybe in the first round for a couple of games, but if opponents just start playing off of Giddy completely, and, and kind of make it a four-on-five game for the Thunder on offense, this guy could be out of the rotation. Like, that's the difference between regular season basketball and postseason basketball. It'll be interesting to see when the Thunder figure that part out. Shea, Chet, J-Dub, Dort, all playing a bunch. Dort can shoot now. That's huge. Isaiah Joe, you know, has been a shooter for forever, and now the reason they're playing him at the two-guard instead of Giddy is because he can also, like, dribble and attack mm-hmm. the rim and make passes, which is cool. Mark Dagnon will play Kenny Hustle to his grave. Kenny Hustle's a good player, but they like love him. him there. And they traded for Hayward. That's it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that, that might be enough. Good. That doesn't even account for Wiggins and Case and Wallace. Like, I think I, I'm with you that they'll try, but yeah. I, I might be. I, I'd also be with you that if you're going to cut someone from the rotation, maybe the guy who can't shoot very much is uh, one of the first choices you make. And the guy that can get picked on defensively, too, a little bit, right? Yeah. And he's just a little redundant skill set wise of some of your other guys. I have no problem with Giddy. I just think when you look at it, that might be the case. Uh, we got a few other news notes to get to, and then we're going to rank the first-round playoff series that we want to see the most next here on Locked on NBA. Today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by our partners at eBay Motors. They've teamed up with Locked on fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that guarantee to fit your roster. So let's see here who Josh has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. He's got a bunch of names here. Two names stick out to me. Keontae George, the Utah Jazz rookie. George is now Utah's starting point guard again, replacing Chris Dunn. He's got a little bit of efficiency issues, but the Jazz are going to give him plenty of opportunities. They traded a bunch of people at the deadline. He's going to get his shots, and that's almost as important as anything in fantasy. He's going to get opportunities. He's going to get minutes can get you a couple steals like these things are going to be there so i like keontae george and i can't believe i'm saying this tony i kind of like marvin bagley the third he's like the only center left in washington 
He's gonna get he's starting now. He's gonna get a big chance to put up numbers for the rest of the season. If you're looking for just points and rebounding just to kind of pump those numbers up for your fantasy basketball team, Marvin Badley third is probably out there on the waiver wire, and you could probably pick him up. Josh Lloyd from Fantasy Locked On Fantasy Basketball is gonna help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same goes for your vehicle. Uh What's your dream ride? Everybody's got their dream ride, and once you get it, you don't want it to you don't want it to get ruined. I just kind of got my recent my dream ride recently, and within a few months, some jerk uh, hit and run knocked out the uh, my front right uh, headlight. Just hit and run, boom! Couldn't go get the guy. Had to get the had to uh, replace it myself. Didn't want to pay out of pocket. Go to a dealership and have them order the part and do everything and rack up the the price of everything. So I went to eBay Motors, and within like twenty seconds. Found the part right there, and I would love to tell you, Tony, that I have the skill set to be able to, to order something from eBay Motors and then do the fix myself. I'm not that. I'm. I could buy something online. I'm not enough of a handyman to actually do the work myself. But I got it online, brought it to somebody who uh, brought it to somebody who could, and they took care of it for me. Took the overall price a lot lower than what it would have been. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make your ride stay running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks. Bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's a true story about the headlight. I, uh, Thanksgiving I night. Wow. So not, not something to be thankful for. No, no. Um, <laughs> uh, we are also currently a one-car household thanks to uh, the, the poor driving of others. So, relatable. That's what eBay Motors was there for. That's, that's right. Market, right. This is thanks a great – they lot. didn't even realize that when they told us to read this advertisement. That perfect we, timing. Yeah, two, two corrupt souls that just hate <laughs> other drivers. Thanks for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. We're going to get to our Friday power rankings here in a second, but we're going to get to a lightning round. Just to go through a few more storylines, the Hornets have won four in a row. Are they a real basketball team, Tony? Yes! Yes, you gave me 12 seconds to talk about the Hornets. The same thing as the Mavs. Grant Williams is playing now. Seth Curry's playing now. Vasai Midgets is playing now. Davis Davis Bertans is playing now. That's four real players instead of Bryce McGowan's and JT Thor and all these other guys that weren't real players. They're kind of good. They've won four in a row. Brandon Miller's awesome. Miles Bridges is awesome. Yeah, Hornets. What it cost, Tony. But at what cost? They're costing themselves lottery position here. Oh, in the 2024 draft. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Speaking of real basketball teams, the Wizards are not one. See see what (laughs) I did there? They decided to bring Jordan Poole off the bench. What does this say about Poole this season for the Wizards? Is there there any take other than that he's been among the worst players in the league? His level of minutes? Yikes. Did you read the quotes, Wes, out out of their game today? No. Ava Wallace, Washington Post, tweeted, spoke to a displeased Jordan Poole postgame about the Wizards moving him to the bench. Quote, if there's any common sense with the situation, you should know how I feel, but I'm just going to come out, do what I can do to help the team and keep it moving. Uh, Jordan Poole, by the way, four for 17 tonight. One of my (laughs) favorite. Sorry. 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 One of my favorite quotes all year is Jordan Poole being asked about, like, just his struggles and just things. And he just said, my legacy is secure. I got the one ring. And I was like, dude. You had a good playoff series. Your legacy is not secure. You are ruining. You, you could still ruin that legacy, and this is a good way to do it. Shooting forty percent overall 
and 30% from three this year, averaging fewer points. And I remember people saying he could lead the league in scoring this year. I said that. I'm an idiot. Tony, why? He would have been the worst player ever. And I even liked Jordan Poole going into the season. He would have been the worst player ever to lead the league in scoring. I agree. I will not argue with that. I thought, and he even said this. He said today, well, if I move to the bench, it means I have the ball more, and that's good. And I thought the Wizards would be like, oh, this guy scored 20 points per game. Oh, oh, the Wizards, the new interim coach of the Wizards, whatever his name is, was like, it's actually a compliment to Jordan Poole. That was his pregame thing. He's like, we just need him to lift that second unit because it's been struggling for us. I'm paraphrasing here. And I was like, dude. No, come on. I thought you, he'd make take, like one. Don't think the reporters are that dumb. Come on. I thought he'd make like one three-pointer all season and shoot better than 50% on twos when I said that. So <laughs> uh, hand up the, the spacing of the Washington Wizards uh, was not a part of my very, very stupid thinking when I said that. Last thing here. A Mavs fan before the Suns game called Kevin Durant a curse word that starts with a B as he ran out of the oh, tunnel. Durant approached wow. the fan. Try, and then that fan tried to dap him up and and was just like, oh, no, we're we're, we're cool here. And Kevin Durant obviously offended, obviously took issue with it, but then told security, no, don't kick him out. Don't kick him out. You, you tried to take the high road there. Uh, okay, Tony, put yourself Wait, you in their the shoes. part of that video. Did you what? not see it? What? They had an up-close video of the male fan who said that to Katie, and he said to Durant when he walked over to them, I host a sports podcast. So, Wes, that could have been – Yes, I swear. You can find it. So, Wes, this could have been you or I. Yelling could have been us, Durant. just another podcast. Also, Isaiah Stewart got three-game suspension. Monty Williams said no comments on that. All right, we move on. Tony, what do you do in that situation? The word, the, the curse word comes out of your mouth. Maybe you've had a couple, you've thrown a couple back at that point. Kevin Durant approaches you. Do you actually try to dap him up at that point? What do you do in that situation? You are put in that situation. Yeah, the problem is it was before the game and they probably wanted to watch it. So they felt like they had to behave because like in reality, you want to double down, man. If you're yelling at the athlete, you got to. But if they're approaching you, you got to take the high road, I think. It's Friday, which means it's time to count down to the weekend with our weekly power rankings. I'm not a system player. I am a system player. Well, it's the final stretch of the season, which means it's time for standings watching. We're going to rank the top five first-round playoff series we most want to see. All of these are possible based on the standings. Tony, are you ready? I am so ready. Wow. Well, we're going to start with your Indiana Pacers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't imagine who the other team's about to be. (laughs) The Pacers could get the six seed. They are the six seed. The Bucks could get the three seed. And if that happens, we would get a Pacers-Bucks first round. That would be incredible entertainment. And by the way, the Pacers could win that series. They have already won the series during the regular season. The Bucks do not play the Pacers well. We all know the angst and the storylines around that. There would be so many game balls. <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do with it. I'm here for that. Uh, I need your opinion on this one. Yes, I would very much enjoy it. As, as a person who likes to cover stuff that's cool to cover. I like rivalries. So I'm rooting for that, I suppose. Um, Yeah, it'd be awesome. Like everything the Bucs stink at, transition defense, you know, keeping your guy in front of you on the perimeter consistently. That's like what the Pacers are the best. So they've been a terrible matchup for them. And I I ironically think Patrick Beverly, unironically think Patrick Beverly will will tilt that Mm. in a significant way. But yeah, I mean, 
the the damn time from Halliburton, the all-star game. People are accusing the Bucks of freezing Halliburton out four out of five, the game ball, the entire right. tournament. That's all this year. It's all the last three months. It's gonna be we fun. need it. We need it. We need seven more games potentially. All right, I'm gonna blow through the rest of these. Number four. If the Warriors get the seven or eight seed, they could play the Timberwolves in the one-two seed. So not a ton of storylines here, but I love this from an X's and O's perspective. Small ball Warriors starting Draymond Green and Jonathan Kaminga in their front court against the supersized Timberwolves. Gobert, Cat. I love Anthony Edwards going up against Steph Curry. I love that. Like I just love everything that could go into that. Um, Steve Kerr coached Anthony Edwards at Team USA, so there's a familiarity there. But just from an X's and O's standpoint, I think it could be fascinating. Big versus small. The Warriors made their dynasty by beating big with small, but they also had a lot of small talent, and they don't have as much talent anymore, especially when you compare them to the Timberwolves. So that's number four. Number three. Whoa, 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 whoa. One sentence for me. You said not a lot of – I forget exactly how you said it. Not a lot of juice. Draymond versus Gobert is a lot of juice. That's great juice. That's true. Not as much as Draymond versus Nurkic, but it's up there. Um, Number three. The Battle of L.A., Lakers versus Clippers. It can happen if the Lakers get the seven or eight seed or the Clippers get the one or two seed. Do we have to explain that one? It's Kawhi versus LeBron. It's the Clippers versus the Lakers. It's all there. Uh, Number two, Heat Celtics. That is on my list. Two air horns for that one. So if the Heat get the eighth seed, they could play the Celtics as the number one seed. The Celtics are getting the number one seed. The Heat, I hope, don't get the number eight seed. But if they do end up with the number eight seed, this would literally be the exact same Eastern Conference Finals because the Heat were the eighth seed last year and the Celtics were the number one seed, except we'd be fast forward. They weren't the one seed, they were two seed. But we'd be fast forwarding it to the first round of the playoffs. And I don't know, man. I don't want to play the Celtics if I'm the Miami Heat. But if I'm the Celtics, I don't know that I want to see the Miami Heat in the first round again. That can that might shake my 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 mind grapes a little bit. The Heat being where they are in the standings and the Sixers suddenly torpedoing is like half my answers. Sixers, Bucks, first round, possible. Sixers, right. Celtics, first round, possible. Heat, Bucks, first round, possible. Heat, Celtics. I'm like, this is awesome. I want any of these. All of them are great. Number one, I'm so excited for this. I really oh, think man. we're going to get it. The three-seed Clippers play the six-seed Phoenix Suns. And I love this because of the stakes. Both teams that could not be more all-in. The Clippers are all in with the James Harden trade. Kawhi, Paul George, that window. The Suns all in trading every first-round pick and anything that's not nailed to the floor for Royce O'Neal and and a bunch of other Royce O'Neals to surround against around Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. I would love to – and if we got this in the first round, that means one of these teams – here's how the playoffs work – has to lose, (laughs) and it would be a complete and utter disaster for one of these franchises, and I am here for it. That would that was a great series last year with the West Stakes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, can I give you two honorable mentions? Please, please. Okay. Suns Thunder would mm. one just be a banger series and two yep. KD versus OKC. Are you kidding? That'd be a sweet way for yeah. them to kick off their new era of talent in the playoffs. My second honorable mention is not a series, but it's potentially the most banger play-in of all time. What if the West is one side of the brackets, Mavs, Suns, and the others, Lakers, Warriors. Are you kidding me? Those would be the sickest one games ever. I want that. We do want that. That's a great call out. That's a great call out. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for us today. Thanks for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. Every dayers, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts.